Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Cloud Security Alliance's podcast series, CSA Security Update. I'm your host, John DiMaria. CSA is the leading organization dedicated to defining and raising awareness of best practices to help ensure a secure cloud computing environment. We harness the subject matter expertise of industry, associations, governments, and our members to offer the best in research, education, certification, events, and products. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Cloud Security Alliance Security Update. I am your host, John D. Maria, and uh, we're really excited about uh, getting going this year with some 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 great interviews and some great content. And today, um, great to start the year off with um, Chris Dixon, who's a governance, risk, and compliance manager at TokenX. Uh, we're gonna uh, TokenX is a is a power user of the cloud control matrix and other CSA tools, all being a corporate member. Uh, Chris is a IT compliance and privacy professional, about 10 years experience in IT and uh, has multiple certifications uh, behind his name. Uh, His experience with multiple data security standards and privacy regulations. Always good to talk to somebody that uh, is into the standards. Uh, He's led TokenX's uh, governance, risk, and compliance program. He manages uh, compliance obligations, monitors the data privacy landscape to make sure they're in compliance with requirements, and oversees their disaster recovery, business continuity, incident management response. So with that, uh, Chris, welcome. John, glad to be here. Excited to, to talk to you today. Yeah, we're uh, looking forward to some great conversation about uh, really the base of the STAR program and associated programs using the cloud control matrix. And and you all really uh, dove into that and uh, been around for a while. So, but, uh, you know, with our diverse audience and um, listeners, uh, I like to always start out uh, giving everyone a overview of uh, TokenX and and what you all do there. Yeah, for sure. So, so TokenX is an industry-leading data protection and tokenization platform. Uh, we we're founded in 2010 by some former QSAs. Um, the, kind of the original intent was around risk and scope reducing for PCI. But since then, we've really evolved to tokenize any data set. Um, especially with all the increasing privacy regulations. As you mentioned, that's an area that I I work with closely. Um, Our tokenization platform can really help with, you know, CCPA, GDPR, GDPR, and really any of the the privacy regulations. Um, So one of the different differentiators for their platform is the unique ability to both preserve the value of sensitive data for business use, and at the same time, making sure that it's protected uh, to reduce risk and streamline compliance requirements. So both kind of the, the business use um, and the security side is what we can bring to the table. Okay, awesome. So what I I guess is uh, we need to try to understand, uh, first of all, you know, uh, what are some of the, you know, you, you, you all obviously have a lot of data to protect. Uh, what are some of the unique information security challenges that 
Token X faces on a day-to-day basis? Yeah, so I think I'd like to start maybe with my kind of unique approach um, to security and compliance and, and how I go about that. And I think in general, a lot of times people look at security and compliance as, oh, you're the guys who tell us that we can't do something. You're the ones that say no to things. And I guess there is some truth to that. You know, if there's a compliance regulation that says something, then, you know, we've got to follow that. Or if someone comes and says, you know, can I make my password, password one, two, three, I'd be like, yeah, probably a bad idea. Uh, but the way that I... I approach security compliance is around business enablement and customer trust. And I think that's kind of the, the stance we take at TokenX is, uh, you know, we, we look at security compliance and we say, okay, how can we put security controls in place to meet our business goals and to do that securely? Um, so that's kind of the uh, you know, business enablement side. And then our, our customers are trusting us with their sensitive data um, as you know, talked about with TokenX, that's PCI data, PHI, PII, all types of sensitive data. Um, so we really have to go out there every day and earn our customers' trust and, and keep that secure. Um, so from a compliance perspective, by having some of these certifications, by following these industry, industry standards, we can demonstrate to our, our clients that we're doing the right thing, we're securing their data. Um, and so I, I have regular conversations with customers and prospects talking about our security posture, uh, going through audits, completing security questionnaires. Uh, so those are pretty regular uh, discussions and, and uh, uh, challenges that, that we're having is, you know, both keeping our customers' data secure and then kind of that trust aspect of displaying uh, how, we're, how we're keeping their data secure. Yeah, so a few things you, you brought up there was uh, your business goals, uh, protecting your customers data and trust and that you know that's that's you know those are those are top three um goals that i think organizations uh, really need to concentrate on and i think that's what uh some of the tools and things that we're going to be talking about really really come into play to facilitate that and hopefully uh cut down on some of them uh plethora of questionnaires that you get on a regular basis and a lot of your colleagues out there that are listening today probably have the same problems and you've gone down this path of you adopted the cloud control matrix and sort of the star program uh as well and so looking at you know where you you need to go from a compliance perspective? Why did you decide to go down the road of adopting the CCM and Star? Yeah, so I think that the value that we see within the the cloud controls matrix is that you know number one it's mapped to I don't even know how many different control standards. Um, so you know as I mentioned, we have customers that provide multiple different types of data that are in scope for a number of different regulations. Uh, so by aligning our control framework with the CCM, uh, you know, we can display and show that we're meeting all these different uh, requirements. And I think another thing, too, about the STAR registry is that by doing this publicly, uh, by you know, putting it out there on, on the registry, uh, publicly showing all of our controls that we have in place, I think that that puts a little bit more trust around it, that we stand behind what we're doing. Um, and I think that backs up some of the audits and, and questionnaires that we go through to kind of put that out there um, and have that for anyone who wants to go go and view that. 
Yeah, I think the the integrity of the star registry, the integrity of the of the question sets that you submit to star registry are is very high because it is publicly available to every anyone in the world. And so even though in some cases like the level 1 self-assessment is out there but um you know who would who would not be honest knowing that the entire world's going to be looking at your at your uh, information. So it does have a higher level of integrity and gives a, a higher sense of trust um, as well. I know as, you know, as, as a company that you know, protects sensitive data, I would imagine that you receive, you know, quite a few audit and, and due diligence requests from clients and prospects and you did kind of allude to that earlier um how has the ccm helped you in dealing with that multitude of inquiries yeah we, we received quite a few of those probably a couple a week i, I would say that, that we are working through um, which makes sense because you know our customers want to make sure that if they're going to provide us with their sensitive data that is being secured and protected. So fully uh, understand the need and, and some of those, the questions that, that come up. So uh, specifically to the CCM, you know, we've seen a variety of ways uh, that, I, that that's helped us. Um, in some cases that does full out eliminate the need for a formal questionnaire. We can provide that. Um, customers will look that over and say, you know, this kind of addresses all of our questions. This shows us what we need. Um, and so that saves us the time of, of going any further. Um, in some cases, it will just reduce the, the workload or kind of streamline that request. So we can provide them with the CCM um, and they can look at their questionnaire and maybe check off a, a number of the items and then maybe come back and we discuss, um, you know, any, any questions they have or if there's some higher risk areas that we want to look into, we can definitely discuss that a little bit deeper. Um, and even the, there's some that, you know, just because of the risk level or because of their processes um, are going to conduct that audit or that questionnaire kind of regardless of, of what we provide up front. And that's totally fine. I, I understand the need there. Um, and I think in that case, the CCM really just enhances uh, our responses and uh, kind of supports what we're providing. Um, so really just increases that that level of trust. And the other thing I think it does is it serves as a knowledge base for us. So, you know, there's kind of a core set of questions that we tend to receive on the, on the security questionnaires, but every so often we get one that, you know, maybe haven't seen for a while. So um, it does kind of help to have everything documented in one place, um, helps us complete those a little bit more expediently to be able to go reference uh, our responses and get that turned around quicker to our customers. We can move the, uh, the process along. Yeah, and it's kind of a one-stop shop too. And you know, you can point them directly to your uh, registry entry, which uh, helps you from, I guess, being redundant and having to send out multiple, uh, multiple answers to multiple questionnaires. And you know, risk is at the core of pretty much everything when it comes to security. And a lot of security postures are fairly generic in most cases uh, when we talk about, you know, SOC 2 or 27001 and some of the other ones that are out there. Uh, so cloud being more sector specific, obviously, and the CCM 
which is the sec you know sector specific uh, uh, controls. You know, uh, how did that facilitate you with any issues you had or action and, and, and the end results helping you mitigate risk? Yeah, that's a great question. And, you know, as you mentioned, you know, a lot of times when we're receiving these questionnaires, uh, the, the people who are conducting the audit may be different than, you know, the business side who's pursuing this. Um, so there may not be a full understanding of, of what the risks are. Um, so some of the conversations kind of start out a little bit more generic. Um, and so I think by having the cloud controls matrix, uh, by having all those our answers out there publicly documented. It allows customers to review that beforehand. I think get a better sense of what we do, what our control environment is. And I think that allows those questionnaires to be maybe a little bit more pointed and, and focused on what the risks are uh, with what we do specifically and kind of the needs that we're providing for our customers. So I would say, yeah, just in general, we have better, better conversations. I think that f- facilitates those conversations uh, around the specific risks kind of involved with the engagement. Right. And and just to back up a little bit, when you talked about at the beginning uh, about business goals, and I want to concentrate on that for just a second because that's something uh, we don't hear a lot of in, in many cases. Uh, people talk about IT security, IT risk. Uh, everything's built around IT uh, we don't have enough conversation around the business itself and the business goals uh, overall. And uh, it looks like, you know, you've done a pretty good job of, of, of really weaving in the security, uh, IT security with the overall business. And uh, so, you know, maybe help us understand a little bit, you know, how has the CCM sort of facilitated some of the security or business targets that you had? So I, I think some of it ties into what we've been speaking about a little bit with the customer audits. So, you know, as a business uh, that sells a product, you know, we, we have sales goals and, and want to meet those. So uh, by having the cloud controls matrix that, you know, can, can assist with some of those customer audits, can streamline that process. Um, so it helps the sales cycle move along smoother, uh, helps us move through those those audits uh, quickly and uh, more efficiently. Um, so that's definitely one of them. Uh, you know, since we're holding sensitive data, obviously we have a goal to protect our customer data of, you know, never want that to be breached or, or anything like that to happen. So by aligning our control framework with the cloud controls matrix, that also helps us meet that goal where we know that, you know, what we're doing lines up with what's, you know, best in industry practice and all these different standards. Um, And another way that we've used it as well is um, if we're working on new initiatives. So for example, we're pursuing ISO 27001. And, uh, you know, there's some policy requirements that you have to have for ISO. Um, And so, you know, when you're creating a new policy, for example, like a BYOD policy, you can go out there and you can Google and you can find all these different potential templates that you can use. Um, but it's, you know, which one works best? What are the kind of the core requirements for that? Well, one resource that, that we went to is the cloud controls matrix, and it has a bunch of questions around managing mobile devices and BYOD devices. So we worked 
with those as kind of our core set of requirements of, you know, these are the industry best practices. We know if we include all these things in our policy, if we're doing these controls, we're going to be meeting the ISO 27001 27, requirement, um, as long as some other requirements as well. So, um, so, you know, just it ties into that kind of compliance and security that as we continue that, you know, continual improvement as we grow our program, uh, we can use the CCM to help us implement new controls and policies and, and go after new certifications. Yeah, that sounds great because that's that's so important, not only from business perspective, but resiliency's perspective, having everyone involved in the process that needs to be involved. Um, and now really the 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 other question that comes up when people talk about you know, implementing like the CCM or, or what have you is, you know, uh, return on investment. I mean, not, not always necessarily uh, uh, monetarily, uh, possibly in uh, uh, different areas of the organization or you look at the streamline the organization or, or uh, less bureaucracy in the organization. Um, has Token X do you are 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 you in the process of or have you done some measuring to see you know what the benefits in terms of possibly the time or even cost savings well i i think uh you know i've talked about customer trust over the, the course of this and you know not sure you can put a price on that so really i'd say priceless if i had to had to give a number there yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, I think a lot of it comes into some of the, the time savings. Um, so as I mentioned, we do, you know, we may go through a customer audit, you know, a couple of week, probably on average. Um, and even if it's just a handful of those that, you know, they're, we're able to, to either eliminate by using the CCM or reduce the, the time. I mean, that, that definitely adds up. It can be a pretty significant time savings on, on our team uh, internally. And another area that I haven't really talked about yet was, you know, we also use this as part of our, our third-party vendor management. Um, so when we're assessing other vendors, you know, just like our customers look at our security controls, we do that for our third parties. Um, and so by using the cloud controls matrix, we're able to streamline uh, our vendor review process by looking at their responses as well. So really throughout the, the kind of life cycle there, um, we're able to reduce time across the board. Yeah, that's that's awesome. It's awesome, and I also noticed you all have you are one of the first, if not the first, um, organization to uh, meet the requirements and post a uh, self attestation or uh, uh, a evidence based uh, attestation to the GDPR code of conduct, and and that sort of weaves in. I guess that sort of weaves into your whole security and privacy perspective then, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. I'm glad, glad we're talking about this. Yeah. We're pretty excited to, to have this uh, certification out there, but yeah. And we re we really look at it as another way to, to showcase, uh, you know, our controls and, and for our customers to be able to, you know, trust what, what we're doing, it, you know, with GDPR, now I feel like everybody says, Oh, we're GDPR compliant. We follow this, but not always a lot of great ways to, to demonstrate that. And so we really saw the GDPR code of conduct that you guys offer um, as a great way to publicly demonstrate our controls, 
And then, you know, we reference all of our documentation that's on our website. Uh, so not only did we just complete the, the you know, questionnaire, but we reference where our customers can go and, and publicly see, you know, where we're displaying this information, whether that's in our DPA, on our, uh, you know, security and privacy trust page. But, uh, you know, we kind of back all that up, up all of our talk with evidence that we've got posted publicly on our website. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 pretty awesome. That's overall integrated into the STAR program. Uh, so you put it all the pieces of the puzzle together there. Um, you know, organizations that are out there contemplating the CCM, and by the way, I, I, I'm glad you brought up supply chain management because, um, you know, consistency uh, and standard of care come to mind when we talk about uh, legal and compliance issues. Uh, using something that's globally accepted out there sure helps you uh, in the uh, in the event that you have to uh, defend yourself in that regard. But um, so, I mean, that's one one great reason, obviously, to use something like cloud control matrix or be involved in the STAR program. What if, I mean, people may ask you, or maybe they have asked you, I don't know, um, come to you and say, gee, you know, what are generally overall, what are the, 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 you know, two or three major benefits you see from, from using the cloud control matrix? Yeah. So I, I would kind of group it into three different categories. So one that I've touched about on quite a bit is around, you know, kind of customer facing, um, providing assurance to, to customers. So another one is around more internal practice. Um, so since, uh, you know, the CCM is aligned with all these different frameworks. And also you guys update that pretty regularly. I know version 4.0 just came out. Uh, so we always try to you know, strive for con continual improvement, make our control security controls better. So we do a lot of you know, research internally on that, but it helps to have a second, second eye on everything to have your organization uh, you know, you guys are so involved in the industry with cloud security. Um, so, you know, to be able to leverage your expertise and your research to see, you know, what the best practices are across the industry, um, that's definitely helps kind of with our continual improvement and, you know, helps us to align with what the industry is doing. So I think the kind of the internal security practices is the second part of it. And then the last part is around that third party management that you can utilize that, um, you know, our customers trust us with their data. And even if we're going to be using a, a sub-processor, um, you know, we're ultimately still responsible for that. So it's very key in our third-party processes uh, that we make sure that any, you know, vendors, any third parties are living up to our security standards that we have promised to our clients. Uh, so by using the CCM, that can help us in those assessment processes to get a feel for their security controls and, and make sure that they're living up to to what we set for ourselves. Yeah, yeah, no, that sounds great. And 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 the fact that you mentioned the release of the cloud control matrix version four. Um, yeah, I mean, this is one of those unique things that, you know, CSA does, <clears throat> makes this totally free to everyone. Uh, we have over, I think, 70 experts, uh, cross-functional teams from industry and security experts and users and, and so on and so forth. And so trying to always keep up with, uh, with the times, keeping up with the new security issues that are out there. 
And of course, it strengthens the other programs like the level two certification attestation as well. So, um, yeah, so it just came out. So hopefully everyone is uh, looking at that and sort of starting to formulate uh, what that transition is going to look like into um, into B4. But you have plenty of time uh plenty of time to do that for sure so really um looking forward to feedback from anyone out there on the uh, ccmv4 any questions you might have um so your uh website is just tokenx.com right that's correct yeah and if people want to get a hold of you obviously uh, you can contact uh, CSA at info at uh, cloudsecurityalliance.org and request an audience with Chris if you'd like to. We'd like to keep things, the traffic down if possible because sure. I know you're busy. But uh, could they also, uh, I know you're on LinkedIn, so I suppose that's one way they can get a hold of you. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, you can, you can find me on, on LinkedIn or feel free to, to shoot me an email. Uh, C Dixon at tokenx.com. I'm happy to, you know, answer any questions, whether it's tokenx specific or, you know, cloud security alliance or anything like that. Definitely happy to uh, assist in any way that I can. Okay. Well, that's great. That's great uh, to put that out there because I'm sure uh, a lot of people may have, may have questions from a, a, an actual user of the, uh, of the CCM and the star program in general. And so, um, so very kind of you to do that. And of course, uh, everything about the CCM star program is on the CSA cloud security Alliance.org website, or as I said, you can contact us at info at cloud security Alliance.org as well. So, um, that's great. So, uh, Chris, really appreciate you coming on today and uh, opening, uh, uh, giving us some insight into your organization, how you're using the CCM. This is extremely valuable to many organizations that are out there. And so, uh, really, really, really appreciate that. And um, with that, I guess, um, you know, we'll close out and... Uh, just say uh, to everyone to please continue to contact us, contact Chris. If you have any more questions, comments, or needs out there, give us a, give us a shout and we'll go from there. So Chris, thanks a lot. Uh, enjoy thanks the rest of your week and we'll be you talking well. to you soon. All right. Awesome.